Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. If you know the next step, you aren't lacking direction. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. So glad you could be with us today. We're helping believers to be leaders in every sphere of life. We are in Luke 16. This is podcast number two on spiritual planning. So I encourage you to read our text, Luke 16, 1 through 10. It has lots of great nuggets that will really help you get ready as we flip the calendar and head to another year that could be the greatest year of your life. So I want to pick this up in verse 2. This is a story where you had an unrighteous servant and he squandered the master's possessions, but at the last minute he he wrote on people's bills and he basically cheated his master. He's called an unrighteous servant, but in spite of that, Jesus compliments his shrewd thinking, not his sinful behavior. So in verse 2, this is what the Lord says, and he called him, meaning the unrighteous guy, and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an accounting of your management, for you can no longer be manager. Okay, if you're going to be a strategic thinker, if you're going to be a strategic manager, okay, number one, you are a manager. You might not manage something for somebody else, but you do manage it for the Lord. God has given you certain gifts and situations in your life, and you are a steward. The King James uses the word steward. I like that word, the stewardship, the manager of something. But he says here, the catalyst for the story is you're going to give an account for this. I think a lot of times a great mistake we make is that we think the gifts and talents, resources, the strategies that we should be using, the plans we're not making, that that's just up to us. And if we choose not to do it and not to prosper or be available for ministry or, or, or develop our gifts or whatever it is, that's just, that's just our problem. No, no, no. We're going to give an account for that. So when God puts something in your heart, God puts a desire in your heart, he puts a spiritual ambition in your heart, a goal, a vision, a passion, a destination, whatever words you want to use, when he puts it in your heart, you become a steward of it. Not somebody else becomes a steward, you become a steward. If you're not a victim, then you become the steward. A lot of people never become the stewards, never become the managers of their own life because they're still thinking in a victim mentality. They're thinking about what happened to them and a lot of bad things happen to a lot of good people, okay? I've had bad things happen to me. You've had bad things happen to you. But a manager says, what am I going to do with what I have? A planner says, What am I going to do with what I have? Here I am. This is the end of 2022. Where do I want to be sitting at the end of 2023? Or how about January 23 or June 23? Whatever month you want to pick, do you want to be in the same place? But the kind of the leverage of this story is understanding that at some point you're going to give an accounting before the Lord for the things he put in you so you ought to plan what is important to you that that may be on autopilot, okay? 
Let, let's, I like, I like, this is talking about money, this passage, all of Jesus' parables talk about money. And I think one of the reasons they do is because it's something you can, you can wrap your brain around. You can put your hand on it. It's dollars and cents, but the principles apply to every area of life. So let's say this coming year that you want to be out of debt. That's a great desire, but what's your plan? Let's say you want to save money to go on a mission trip. That's a great desire, but but what's your plan? And I'll tell you what a bad plan is, waiting for more. That's a terrible plan, okay? That is the worst plan in the world because you'll never get more until you do with what you have. Read verse 10 in this, in this passage. That's how we started last week. Here, go back and listen to last week's podcast. So the morality of the story is everybody is going to give an account to their master. And we have a very rich master who has been very generous to us. And we can try to uh, manipulate the situation uh, to come up to our, you know, temporal benefits. But what we really should be doing is investing in the situation and come up with our eternal benefits. Again, read the whole parable. The next thing that happens in this parable is very critical. The manager said to himself, see, first God said something to him. Then the manager said something to himself. So after God speaks to you, the next person you should talk to is yourself. What does that mean? What are you saying, Lord? What is required of me? When you're reading the Bible or you're hearing an anointed message that pierces your heart or you're worshiping and God drops something in your heart, you should be talking to yourself. You should be meditating. And you know, if you ask the right questions, there's a very good chance you're going to get the right answer. A lot of people never get the right answer because they're not even asking the right question. So here's the right question. The manager asked himself, what shall I do? In other words, I'm about to lose my job. I'm about to get fired. The gravy train is going away. What am I going to do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, and then he makes a self-analysis, I am not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. Hey, you might say, look at that guy. He's full of pride. He made an honest assessment. He said, I'm too weak to dig. I do not have the physical vitality that I used to have. You know, I'm at that place in life. I'm, I've always been a high energy, go get them person, but I, you know, and I still am, but my bandwidth is a little bit narrower than it used to be. I, I can't pull 10 hour, you know, digging ditch days. Like I used to be able to do. There was a day I could do that, you know, uh, and it, and it wasn't that many years ago I, I could do it. Uh, and he says, I'm ashamed to beg. There's, there's some things I can't do. And there's some things I'm not willing to do. You know what? It's okay to write those things down. Maybe you're making a plan to accomplish something, do something, write down what you can't do and write down what you won't do. Say, I won't do it. Some other people might do it. It may not be like a righteous thing or an unrighteous thing. It just may be something, Hey, I'm, you know, I've talked to people about certain things and they've said, you know, I'm just not comfortable doing that. Then, then don't do it. Okay, that's what this guy's doing. He's not a righteous guy, but he makes a correct self-analysis. So if you're going to have a plan, you have to make a correct self-analysis. You have to take an inventory of where you're at. And I love 2 Corinthians 8, 12. It says it's not according to what a man does not have. It's according to what a man does have. Now that is specifically talking about money in that passage in 2 Corinthians 8. 
but we're not limited to money. That's the principle of it, okay? So what do you have? What are you willing to do? And what are you not willing to do? What can you do? What can't you do? What will you do? What won't you do? Those are fair conversations to have from yourself, okay? Uh, maybe there's something that you've always wanted to, uh, you know, uh, aspire to. You want to, you know, you want to be a brain surgeon, but you're not willing to go to school. I'm not going to go to school for eight hours well, or eight years. Well, you're probably not going to be a brain surgeon then. Okay. That's okay. Then move on. What are you going to be? I, I don't know, but you've got to determine that. And you ought to determine that on, on the front end. There are people that want to work for themselves, but they don't want to work more than 40 hours a week. And eh, it's probably not going to work on the front end. Okay. So you've got to understand these things. He takes an analysis of himself, and then he goes and does something. What does he do? He has a goal. A plan should fit a goal, all right? So you have a vision is the preferable place you want to be. It's your destination, okay? A vision doesn't have to be hyper-spiritual. A vision can be, you know, I want to be able to take a, vi- I want to be able to take a vacation next year. And uh, my plan is to go to uh, Canada, And, uh, you know, my goal then is to save $50 a week so I can do that. So you have a vision, you have a plan, you have a goal. Uh, Just having a goal without a plan doesn't work too good because it doesn't incentivize you. Having a a vision without a plan, I say, is is having a fantasy because you've got to have a plan to go with your vision. And then with your plan, then you have short-term goals that encourage you. So this guy had a goal. Let's see what it is. And I know what I shall do when I am removed from the management. People will welcome me into their homes. What was his goal? His goal was to have a place to live. Uh, Or he could actually say his plan, excuse me, was to have a place to live. Okay. And and what he did with part of that plan was to get people to mark down their bills so that they would be uh, sympathetic to him and say, well, look, he blessed me now. I'm going to bless him and we're going to do something else together along that line. And then he took and he negotiated. He used, this is critical to understand. He used the relational conduit that was around him. There's a good chance God has put something in your heart to do, something righteous to do. And it may be something as common as I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good boss. I want to be a good deacon. I, I, I want to be a good servant. There's a good chance, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying that sarcastically because it's a real chance. It's a 100% chance that you can't do that by yourself, that you're going to need the relational conduit around you to help you. That's what this guy tapped into. He tapped into the relational conduit around him. That's why uh, in verse 9, It says, and I say to you, make friends for yourself by means of the wealth of unrighteousness so that when it fails, they will receive you into eternal dwellings. In other words, there's things that that we trade in life. There's negotiations that we make. Let me do this for you uh, so that, you know, we can do something together or that you can do something for me. That's not evil thinking. If that's the only way you think, I think it could be pretty corrupt, Okay. But the, the reality is, is that we serve people in hopeful uh, desire that they will be inspired to serve others. Maybe not serve you, but they'll serve somebody, right? So this is, 
this is not bad thinking. It's a little off, but it's not, it's not terrible thinking. You know, most terrible thinking is just good thinking that that's been corrupted. So let's just go back here and here's your homework assignment. Let's do some self analysis so that you can have a realistic plan to get to where you want to be. What is the next step? You know, if you know the next step, you're not lacking direction. Say that to yourself. I know the next step. I know the next thing to do. I might not know the next three, but I know the next one. You're not lacking something to do. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Put these truths in the context of your life and share them with somebody. Blessings. Where do you want to be at the end of 2023? There are things you have and things you don't have. Don't fixate on what you don't have. What are you going to do with what you have to get you where you want to be? Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.